Have yourself a merry BB Christmas. Let your mochas be white. From now on, your husband's in the Starbucks light. Here we are in the pandemic days where fashion's gone away for good. Faithful listeners are dear to us. Raise your Starbucks cup once more Through the years we'll be basically basic Doing basic girl things You go girl But thank God for Jesus Christ to always A merry BB Christmas. Merry Christmas, BBs, and welcome to day two of our Advent series audio devotional. Guys, we are so excited, and I say that not just with the cheesy like podcast, we're so excited tone, but genuinely, like I am expectant and excited for what I believe God is going to do as we set aside these four weeks and 20 days to just encounter Him. Um, There's something to me about listening that does different than just seeing. So I know a lot of you probably already do a devotional or you're reading the Word um, in the mornings or whatever time of day, but there's something about hearing it that hits my heart in a different way. I'm an auditory learner, and so part of why I love podcasts and why I do a podcast is because I think there's something about listening that's different to me. And so my heart is that we would have this time whether it's five minutes, 20 minutes, I probably, each day will probably be different, but that we would set aside time to just remind our souls what this season is about. I don't know about you guys, but as an adult, I feel like I've had a lot of Christmases where I get to December 25th and I open up presents and I have a great time with my family and eat great food and it's all great, but I go to bed at night that night and there's just a longing for more. Like, I feel like even though I did the rhythms of Christmas and I did my best to acknowledge Jesus, I don't know if I prepared room for that time to fully encounter him. And to be real, I'll probably feel that way on the side of heaven for the rest of my life. But I do believe that there's something when we actually do a discipline and we set aside time that there's a celebration that happens when we get to that longing day that we're pumped about. I think about planning for a wedding. And for me, and my engagement was a year long. And so by the time I got to that day, I was there was so much buildup. I was so excited and I had done all the work and I I'd, I'd prayed and I I'd planned and I scheduled the caterer and got the DJ and all this stuff that by the time we got there, I was so ready that I felt like my heart could just burst with excitement and that I felt like I was fully present in that day because I didn't have to worry about anything else because I had done it. And the cool thing about Jesus is that he doesn't make us do all these things. There's not like a religious thing to check the box, to have the best Christmas, do these 20 things. It's not that, 
But I do think that there's something when we meditate and prepare and get excited that when that day comes, it's just it's just better. It's something that we've we've made space for. And each week we're going through a different song. And as you know, the song for this week is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And we chose that for the first week intentionally because there's something about the saying, O come, O come, that to me is really the theme of what it's all about. Like we're saying, Jesus, we need you and we're asking you to come. Like we invite you and we want you. And there's a longing there. And for me, and I'm sure for you in 2020, like I'm so aware of the fact that I need the Lord. Like I need Jesus to come. And we're we're saying we long for that. We want that. And by celebrating Advent and engaging in this time, that's a way that we can we can say that we're actually making room because we want it so badly. Like we want to encounter you this Christmas and we want it to be more than just lights and presents and and gifts and all the things that Christmas can be. And for me, Hallmark Christmas movies, like I get so excited about those. Holiday Christmas cups, all great things, but not the reason of why we're celebrating Christmas. And it says, oh, come, oh, come. And then the last word of the song is Emmanuel, which means God with us. And there's something about realizing that Jesus came not just as an amazing man, but he actually came as a reflection, a perfect reflection of the Father, that He came as God with flesh, like He came to be God with us. And there's so much there that we could unpack, uh, and that's why we have a week for it, because I think there's a lot that we need to to say and, and to figure out what it means to have God with us. But for my day, which is today, I was thinking about the fact that for me, one thing I love about Jesus coming on earth, I mean, there's a million things, but wasn't just that he died on the cross, but I love that we actually do through the gospels get an insight into his life. Because I think about the Jews or the Israelites, the people who had not seen Jesus yet. Like we're New Testament believers, so we can look at the Bible and know, okay, this is what Jesus looks like. And I feel like for me, I can take that for granted a lot because I'm like, oh yeah, he's loving, he's kind, he's faithful, he's a healer. But the people before knowing Jesus, like before December 25th, like it probably wasn't December 25th. We don't really know the exact day when Jesus was born, but let's just say before Jesus' birthday, they didn't have a picture yet of exactly what it looked like to have God with us. And they probably had expectations or beliefs or ideas that were wrong. Um, and they probably were kind of confused as we see in scripture by the life that Jesus lived because it didn't look like what they pictured God with us being like. But I want to read a scripture that tells us a little bit more about why Jesus came and what it means to have him with us. So this is John 14, starting in verse one. And this is Jesus speaking. And he says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, but believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way that where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Okay, so guys, this scripture, I love it so much, first of all, because it just starts right up with let not your hearts be troubled. <laughs> let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Like, I need to hear that every day, especially this year. I need Jesus to say to me, Cammy, let not your hearts be troubled. So before we even dig any deeper, I want you to just pause and say your name and say, 
Sarah, or whatever your name is, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Like, I need that today. I need that right now. And I'm just thankful that that's in his word. But then he goes on and he, and he says that he is going and he's preparing a place for us and that it's his heart that he will come again and take him to our, take us to himself and that where he is, we may be also. I love that because I think that when I think about Emmanuel, God with us, there's something about the fact that there's a father in heaven that longed so deeply to be with us that he went to all the lengths to be with us, that he would send his son to be with us and that he's coming again and that he prepares a place for us in heaven to be with us, that it's it's his heart to be Emmanuel. It's his heart to be God with us. And that's crazy if you think about the fact that every other religion, there's this far off God that doesn't interact really with his people in a humanly way. He's not someone that desires to be in communion with his people, that he's God and and he's only this big God and not this, this person who we can have covenant and relationship with. But that's not the God that we serve. And that when Jesus lives out his life, he actually starts to tell Philip and Thomas in the scripture that if you've seen me, if you've seen Jesus, if you've seen the way he's lived, you've actually seen the Father. And so when we look at scriptures where Jesus heals, we can know that God is a healer. When we look at scriptures where he's compassionate, we can know that God is compassionate. We look at scriptures where he's loving, like it goes on and on that we, we've we seen what it looks like to have God with us because we get to see the life of Jesus. And so if we go on to verse eight, Philip says to him, Lord, show us the father and that's enough for us. But Jesus says to him, have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Who? sorry, Philip. That's rough. (laughs) He says, whoever has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the father who dwells in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the father and the father is in me or else believe on account of the works themselves. I love this so much. He's saying that I'm not just this rogue Jesus doing my own thing. Like what I'm doing is the father walking on earth, loving on earth, and and doing these things. And that's what it means to have God with us, is the fact that we now have a picture of what that looks like, of who God is. What what would he do? Like I can just think back then, the Jews and the Israelites probably had the thought before Jesus came of like, I wonder if God was here, what would he do? Like, what would he look like? What would he say? What would he walk like? And we get to, to see that in the life of Jesus. And not only that, but we now, because of Holy Spirit, get to have relationship with him in our day-to-day that he's still God with us. Like he wasn't just God with them then and then died, but he's God with us now in our in our every moment. And he still speaks and he still, he still walks with us and does all these things because of what he did on the cross and because he sent the Holy Spirit. Then in verse 12, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. So he's saying that whoever believes in God will do the works that Jesus does, which we just heard is the works that the Father does. So I see this like perfect line of like, Jesus is looking at the Father and he does what the Father does. And then we're looking to Jesus and we do what Jesus does. And there's this this unity of because of Holy Spirit connecting us, we get to be a part of his works on earth. And it actually says that we're going to do greater works than he will do, which to be honest, to be real, like I don't get that. I can't really comprehend that. And it's hard for me to believe, but that's what the word of God says. 
And so what I know about that is that he's God with us, empowering us through, it says through his name, if we ask in his name, that he will do it. So it's not me doing it. It's not you doing it. But he's still God with us today, and he's the one that's going to do it. And so what, whatever you're doing today, whatever you're facing in the holidays, maybe you're going home to a family that's really difficult to love. Maybe you're feeling really alone because of COVID and maybe you can't see your family. Um, Maybe this year has been amazing for you and you're feeling really joyful, but whatever you are encountering or even just the person that you're going to see at the grocery store or the Starbucks drive-thru or whatever your day looks like, that, that there is a God that's with you and he's empowering you to love, to be his hands and feet today. And it's not going to be you doing it, but there's an Emmanuel, a God with us, and that he's the one that's inside doing it. And so for me, that makes my heart just like come alive because I know that I need to be reminded that I'm not the one that has to do it in my own strength, that I don't have to manufacture or make up what God would do because I can look to scripture through the life of Jesus. And then I can also just ask Holy Spirit to be the guide and to be God in me right now. And so I'm going to pray for us that on day two of this Advent series, that we would encounter God as Emmanuel today. So Lord, I just thank you that you did not leave us or forsake us. I thank you that you're with us even now, even in 2020, even amidst COVID and a crazy political year and racial tensions and all the things that we're seeing on the news, God, you are still on your throne and you're God with us. And so I just pray that just like Jesus looked to the Father and did everything that he saw the Father doing, Holy Spirit, would you help us to look to you, to look to Jesus, to look to the Father and to be your hands and feet on this earth, that through the power of your name, that we would surrender our lives and that we would give up our agendas, our plans, and that we would make room in our hearts and in our souls that you, for a place for you to dwell, that you would live inside of us, that you would be Emmanuel, God with us, that you'd be God with me right now, wherever I'm at, Lord. And so I just thank you that you promise that it's not in our own strength, but that it's through you and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so today, I just pray for our listeners that whatever they're doing, that you would just honor the fact that they set aside time to meet with you and that you would meet with them and that you would blow their minds with the things that you have for them this holiday season. Jesus, we love you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, we're so thankful for you. It's only day two. There's so much to come. And I just pray that you would also ask the Lord to bring people to your mind that need to come on this journey with you. If there's somebody that you think, I don't know if they've opened a Bible or I don't know if they have a devotional, but they'd probably listen to something. I feel like this is such an easy way to just be like, hey, it's 10, 15 minutes, like a quick thing. Let's do this together and be so excited for Christmas. So uh, I don't know, invite a friend, text a friend. Uh, We love you. We're thankful for you and Merry Christmas.